Hi. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and joined by Ski. He is Alan and I am Ski. And joined by Brent as well. And I am Brent and he is Alan and he is Ski and we are all together. <laughs> Greetings, Brent friend. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and salutations to you, fellow human. <laughs> So, today we are going to be going over uh, Season 3, Episode 24, Mr. Terrific. Mm-hmm. We are a normal format today with uh, Ski doing the recap and MVPs and rating out of 8 slices of cheesecake as we keep on keeping on. <laughs> yes. All the exciting stuff. All right, yes. yes. Uh, but I did have a, a few little news items for our uh, podcast to oh. share with you guys. Please share. Um, so, we did, uh, again, set a new podcast. Uh, Record for ourselves, getting to the next thousand. We've hit seven thousand listens. Oh at this wow, point. that was nice. quick. Yeah, so we we got from five to six thousand in thirty six days, and mm-hmm. then from six to seven thousand in thirty four days. Nice. Uh, and then we had a couple down down ish weeks around mm-hmm. uh, Memorial Day. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if we're going to break that record again, but we're yeah. still on a good pace. Yeah, yeah. People just off on that Monday when it drops, so they just don't listen. That's what I figure. I mean, and I think too, if people listen like me, because. I do a lot of my listening, you know, like whether it's to like, I'm sure a lot of people listen when they're on a commute to work. I listen mm-hmm. if I'm on downtime or doing kind of a mindless mm-hmm. task yeah, at yeah. work. So when you have one less day in the week, the mm-hmm. rest of the work week is more hectic. Mm-hmm. So you just have less downtime to, exactly. you know, fit in bullshit. Like well, then, like if, if they're with family stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. I haven't just uh, that. You know, there may be people who just on Monday, it's kind of part of a routine if they are available. Mm-hmm. But if they Although I would suggest that people have this as a, like a listen party. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, But everybody on their individual you know, device, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, everybody. Listen as a group. But Push all... play at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Don't they have those like uh, like mm-hmm. silent jam parties in the, the forest or something mm-hmm. where yeah. everybody's wearing like uh, headphones or something? They're mm-hmm. all dancing. Yeah. But there's yeah. no like apparent noise. Yeah. So it'd be something like it's a, like that. A silent laugh party <laughs> type yeah. of a situation. I mean, God willing, it's a good <laughs> episode <laughs> that people are laughing. Well, I mean, it's something that we've not really stressed enough. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you push play when the lion roars the second time when you're watching Wizard of Oz, it all sinks up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, we we definitely encourage people to listen in whatever way that they want. Um, but often um would be yeah. great as well and, yeah. and definitely subscribe subscribe yeah, to us yeah. and then that way if uh you happen to forget it'll still be in your feed whatever exactly. feed that happens to be i mean ideally everybody will listen on their own devices but you know if you and your significant other each want to share a headpiece and mm-hmm. you know like listen together jointly like your zach braff and natalie portman in garden state <laughs> right. to the shins <laughs> feel free but anyway. bart have you? Mm-hmm. I think Sometimes. I have too, at least once. Yeah. Um, I've it's been nice. out to San Francisco once, and I'm, yeah. I believe we were able with the bar to get to mm-hmm. somewhere else um, yeah. in, in the vicinity. Yeah, we always take it from the airport to uh, the Mosser where we stay, and then obviously back, and then we've taken it to Oakland a few times as well. That's where we took it to because we took mm-hmm. it to Oakland because I wanted to see a Golden State Warriors game. Okay, that'd be and, cool. Um, so we went to Oakland, mm-hmm. and that. Uh, that train station is in a somewhat sketchy looking area. Maybe it's not sketchy. Maybe it was just sketchy to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, naive. I think I was probably 21, 22 at the time, yeah. something like that. Um, but it definitely felt a little bit like, oh, I hope we didn't make a mistake coming to this Warriors yeah. game. Um, the only sketchy Oakland station that we've been to um, is the one like right there at um, uh, Oakland Coliseum. Oh, okay. Like it was a little, you know. 
but the other two stations there in Oakland were very nice. Okay. We well, really that's probably it. the one that we went to, yeah. um, I assume. I don't remember what the – because this has been 20 years ago, so I don't know mm-hmm. what the name of the arena they were playing in at yeah, the yeah. time is, but that would have made sense. Yeah. Um, we um, So one time like, – we go Jack London Squares there in Oakland, so we go there. And then um, there's this chicken and waffle place that we really like that I'm blanking on the name. But we went to the um, California Museum of History there because they were having a hip-hop oh, exhibition. Oh, so, so did you get to see your was was there any uh, love shown to the Beastie Boys there? There was, um, there was a uh, three skate decks um, on the wall, and like Ad Rock's face was painted <coughs> on the three of them. It made like a mural. Oh, whatever. very cool. It was cool. Um, it was definitely, but that was sort of the outlier. It was definitely more West Coast rap than. Oh, yeah, I guess Coast. that makes sense. So, a lot of Tupac. Oh, I mean, he's, he's one of the legends. Yeah, so. yeah. hometown. California boy. knows mm-hmm. how to party. They do. <laughs> they do. I think it's all the, uh, you know, uh, nothing. <laughs> I was trying to make a Beverly Hillbillies joke. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't cycle through the song lyrics. Yeah, I didn't enough. know where you were going. And then when you stopped, I got nervous. <laughs> I was like, Brent's, you know, there are no things about Brent that I find to be uh, politically problematic uh-huh. in general. Yeah. But I was afraid, that, you know, but he definitely has a sense of humor that's wide ranging enough that he could make a racist joke if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> but but I've never heard him in the 20 years I've known him have the occasion to to want to. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess Thank that's you. a good thing. Yeah. I was almost 100% positive and, and sort of sad that I was wrong. I thought you were going to out-lyric me on that one. Like, say, oh. like, going up to Sacktown, the Bay Area, and back down or something. <laughs> yeah, no. And then somehow incorporate the Bart in the... <laughs> exactly. No, if I ever drop the Bart in a lyric, it'll be doing the Bart man. Oh. <laughs> you think that there's guys that ride the train and are routinely called the Bart man? I guess so. <laughs> Maybe a very small handful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to be like the one guy there, like in the office, that rode the Bart into work, and uh-huh. then I guess you might call him the Bart Man. Yeah. Um, Unless you wear full Bart Simpson memorabilia or yeah. a garb or something. Well, then I don't think it matters if you ride the Bart or not. <laughs> 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 I think that kind of trumps the um, the, the former transportation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Anyways, <laughs> mode of transportation is secondary. Yeah. <laughs> So we had a couple other little statistical things I wanted to tell you guys about. Uh, one thing that I find this to be exciting, but mm-hmm. we today have had 100 straight days of double-digit listens. Nice. So, that's cool. Yeah, that's and prior cool. to this, I think 21 was our streak. Okay. Oh, wow, and that's a huge jump up. Like, that's the thing that's weird is that we had we had a three out of four days with single-digit listens, mm-hmm. and then we've had 100 days in a row now okay. <laughs> with uh, – but like when you say double digits, do you mean like barely double digits? Occasionally, there have been a couple that have scraped by, but they've always had at least ten. But you know, most yeah. of the time, far more yeah. than that, uh, or at least far more. Maybe it would be a little strong, but that's but that's still a minimum of seventy listens a yeah. week. Yeah, so. exactly. And then, uh, let's see, a couple other... Oh, yeah, we have had some new countries uh, where we've gotten listens from. That's really cool. We it's got always exciting. Albania? Not Albania. Uh, I'm not going to let you guess because that would take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get uh, four <coughs> listens from uh, Granada. Oh. Nice. Uh, got a couple listens Welcome from... Welcome aboard, Granada. Yeah, a couple yeah. listens from Brunei. And then okay. we got uh, one listen each from uh, Fiji. The Sultan? Mm-hmm. From Brunei? <laughs> That's right. I'm sure it was the Sultan listening. Um, Georgia... Uh, the country, not the state. We, okay. We've had plenty of lessons from the Made state. Made in Georgia. Um, Turkey and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Not oh, a, technically yes. another country, but, you know. Yeah, still. Yeah. 
foreign they're not foreign soil but mm-hmm. it's not off the contiguous united states that's right and speaking of the continue contiguous united states we have now completed <gasps> the contiguous united states with uh delaware finally joining the the club and not only has delaware joined in but mm-hmm. you know there's several states that we just have a handful of listens yeah, from yeah but it seems that we actually have a listener in delaware because yes. we have gotten 62 listens from delaware they've gone mm-hmm. from not on the chart at all to yeah. someone burning through a large section of our catalog welcome aboard i, to I guess too. theoretically it yes. could be multiple delawareans but um my assumption is it's probably one person that's joined yeah. on and, and enjoys it my assumption is it's jill biden you think so <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't she probably be getting doing her listens in dc though Oh, I think they commute back and forth on the weekends. Oh, do they? And that's when she does all her listening to our She goes home track. just for yeah. She goes home just for it. Yeah. She has to go home and do laundry and stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Joe goes through a lot of shirts. He does. So. He's a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was excited about that. So now the only states we have left that we've not gotten any listens from are... I thought you said we just... It, oh, no, contiguous. I said the contiguous. contiguous gotcha. We, so our uh, Alaska and Hawaii. Okay. So we've got no listens from uh, from those two yet. So if you know someone in Alaska or Hawaii, or if you're traveling to one of those states, mm-hmm. listen to us while you're there so mm-hmm. we can check it off our list. I guess Lance, our friend at Air Force, mm-hmm. recently commented that he misses living in Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what does he live in Louisiana now, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's much of a gambler. He's real near Biloxi. Um, I think if he was... Uh, Is that a big gambling area? Or? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, But Hawaii would be a pretty difficult place to leave, I imagine. It, it's high on my list of... Well, say, if he was still living there, he could be listening to us. Yeah, I know. He gives those listens. Yeah, he could have helped us out. But if you want to send me there, I'll listen. I appreciate your <laughs> offer. So that'd be your first episode listening. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take one for the team. All I have to, to do is thing. send you to Hawaii <laughs> or Alaska. <laughs> right. Fair. Those would be. Those are definitely places I'd love to get to before I die. So. Yeah. But uh, next I did. week, not. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you have anything you wanted to ask me about, Brent, before we kick it off? Um, I don't know. You shaved? Is that because your wife came back to town? No, no. I, I thought that you were going to ask me if we got any viewer listen or viewer comments oh, I or listener comments. Up to I should on your say. Own. Yeah, well, I was, but you usually like to ask me if anybody's commented. I always ask during the second episode. Oh, okay. Because I feel that we have enough, you know, fluffy stuff in the first episode to save that for the second episode okay. when I ask. Well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you one comment that we had gotten. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, you can cut all of this out. <laughs> no, no, we'll leave it in. Um, the sausage and whatnot. So, <laughs> always leave the sausage in. But uh, I, I had, had I had this like homemade sausage on Friday night. Uh-huh. It's really good. Oh, really? Yeah. How did you make homemade sausage? I didn't make it, but like it was oh. on the menu. <laughs> on the menu, it said you know. Oh, okay. It was homemade. As okay. In, like they made it themselves in the kitchen. Mm. It was an andouille sausage. It was really good. I've looked at my own like sausage making kits and everything like mm-hmm. that, and um, my wife just keeps vetoing me because <laughs> apparently I have too many hobbies as is. <laughs> and sausage making just isn't going to make the cut. Exactly. So if you offered to give up a hobby, do you think she would allow the sausage maker to come in the house? If you were like, I'm <laughs> done with the podcast as long as you let me make sausage. No, it's like, <laughs> so like no more like meat smoking. Instead, you had to like yeah. you have a smoker, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What other kitchen uh, apparatuses do you have that are not the most standard like obviously i'm sure you have a toaster yeah. and things like that and yeah. i know you have a toaster oven that you like to make your hot pockets in. yeah yeah so. uh we've got like six or seven slow cookers and we've got the instant pot and oh, you know do you guys so. throw a lot of galas that i don't get invited to <laughs> <laughs> different shapes and sizes for oh, okay. different things like we have like one of those casserole shaped ones like 
that 11 by 13 or like oh, okay. rectangular mm. like for lasagnas and stuff like that or mm. or like i put 20 drumsticks in it today <laughs> you know just line good them up. size for it right yeah exactly so stuff like that okay so, anyway. well, fair yeah. enough so we and got drumsticks aligned vertically yeah they so. do <laughs> or horizontally depending upon oh, yeah. which way you got it rotated <laughs> So, well, yes, yeah, so we, we did get a, a couple, you know, recent comments okay. um, or, you know, communications. Right. So normally I put a post on Facebook every Monday just reminding people that a new episode yeah, is out. Yeah. But last Monday I was out of town and I forgot. So I put it in there Tuesday. It, it occurred to me that I hadn't done. Was last Monday Memorial Day? No, it was the Monday after Memorial Day. Okay. So you're not the reason that we had to drop it. No, no, it wasn't my fault there. Um, okay. But I post, you can rest assured that a new episode of Sophia's Choice will be waiting for you every Monday. Okay. What are you waiting for? A new episode's available now. Cool. So I put that out there. And then it's a comp. And that was on Tuesday? Was that? Well, that was just on Monday since I had forgotten to do it on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me. CYA. Uh, what's that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so Numi uh, responded to that saying, even if it's been only a week since your last episode, I've missed you. Which oh. I thought was very nice. And I replied that... Uh, you're the best, and every episode is better when I get to tell the guys we got a new message from her. Oh, agreed. Uh, agreed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Numi. Super sweet. Yes. yes. So I, I wanted to let you guys in on that. and um, So we did have another comment that I wanted to mention from Numi where she okay. had said, uh, I believe she was referring to, because the episodes that just dropped are the ones that were the um, Golden Moments episodes. Yeah, you clip know, shows. The, yeah, the clip shows. Yeah. And uh, she had mentioned in it, that uh, she said, this was specifically addressed to you, Brent. Oh, it said, uh, I knew me. Brent, you remember it qu- quite right. Yes, that scene from the actor with Blanche's air-filled bra is one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> from Blanche getting up from the chair, dramatically taking off her cardigan, Rhoda and Dorothy, I still want to call her Dottie, mm-hmm. starting to laugh, to Biff barely able to take his eyes from her inflated chest and calling mm-hmm. her Busty, and then the sound from <laughs> Blanche's bosom leak. Uh-huh. And I love that she's not totally embarrassed, but having a comeback. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, my response to that was, was that, yeah, it's definitely one of Blanche's shiny moments of the whole series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole scene is fantastic. And if only Sophia would have been there um, for a one-liner, it could have been perfect. Yeah. So that's probably the only thing that would have been missing. Yeah. And then she replied, well, if only Sophia, what do you think she would say in that situation? Oh. So I sent a, a message to both of you, too. I, I, I know did. Brent said he accepted the challenge. Mm-hmm. I came up with something instantly. You, oh, you did? Okay, great. But so, I didn't want to spoil it. So, again, I'll just set the scene. This is referring to the episode, The Actor. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Blanche is... Uh, a, all three of the girls really like this guy who's going to be the lead yeah, actor like in a, a play. he's like a semi-famous actor, right, too. Yeah. He's kind of signed on to this local play, Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so they're all getting up to do their auditions. Well, mm-hmm. Blanche stands up. She takes off her cardigan. And her, her breasts are significantly larger mm-hmm. than they ever are. And then in the middle of their scene, they deflate on her because they're apparently a very... Well, don't, don't they, like, like rush up against each other? Doesn't, like, he take her in his arms? And yeah, like, something like that. And then that's slams when Slams him against his chest he, and he hers... Embrace, yeah, yeah. Embraces Latins. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's, that's... And it's an audible. Like a... Pss, yeah. <laughs> you know. And it was a good episode overall. Yeah. And I think the only complaint that we really had for it much was the general lack of Sophia in the episode mm-hmm. since it was really... Because she was working a double at Captain Jack's. Yeah, she, oh, was that the one? Yeah, she yeah. looked really cute in her little outfit. Yeah. Um, but That's why she wasn't there, because she was working a double to pay for that outfit. <laughs> well, she was right. trying to lead the, uh, the, the unionized. No, that was right? a different one. Was that? Okay. That was a different, uh, cute, that was her little cute Western outfit that oh, Sophia was Oh, that's right, yeah. I'm um, getting them confused now. Yeah. She's had so many uh, little yeah. enterprises. Yeah, <laughs> but I definitely like the pirate one better. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, okay, so. I needed a hook. 
So did you come up with one, or did you come up with multiple, Brent? Just one. Just one. Well, I came up with several. Um, good, oh, well. good job. Because I didn't know. I didn't do you know. You want to cycle through them? Sure. You, you want to do one and then. Oh yeah, ski we can. and then you and then me and then you and then then you I'll finish and you. it up. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So the first one that came to my mind was, uh, and try to think of this in my best Sophia voice. Uh, mm-hmm. Her chest has more air in it than Rose's head, and that's saying something. <laughs> okay, so so what's yours? Brent, Mine was dumb, but I thought I liked it. Okay. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> 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 that is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my next one that I thought of was a. Uh, those things went down faster than the Hindenburg. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia likes them topical. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brent, what was the one that you came up with? Uh, pretty close to yours. Um, it happens, and I just imagine, you know, man sitting next to Sophia saying, you know, I'm confused. And Sophia saying, me too. Normally, Rose is the windbag. Ah, very nice. <laughs> That's good. I like it. <laughs> so then I'll, I'll cycle through my last three here. I said, uh. If she'd eaten one less piece of cheesecake, she'd probably have floated away. <laughs> she does like to call Blanche fat on occasion. She does, yeah. She likes to keep her uh, humble. And then I thought, uh, had I known Dolly Parton was going to be here, I'd have worn my coat of many colors. <laughs> <laughs> you got to explain that one to me. I don't well, get that one. Okay, well, Dolly Parton has big breasts, I, and I coat got of many part. colors is a song she sang. Oh, okay, I got <laughs> so I, I was looking specifically for songs that would have been out. Now, that was like in the late 70s, so it wasn't super recent um, wasn't like joseph who had the coat of many colors and dolly parton had like the dress of many colors i don't know i code many colors <laughs> at least that was a take on that song but i mean i think the name of the song was code of many colors really? yeah oh so i don't know but that's uh that was my and then my last yeah. one this is actually i think the one that um i feel like seems the most like something that would happen on the show yeah. just because this is a topic that they've discussed many times i, I thought for saying uh I haven't seen a bigger set of boobs since Jim and Tammy Faye Baker came through town. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've talked about those, too. Yeah. Quite that. often, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Anyway, so there you go. Those are the lines yeah. that I think Sophia could have added in had she been part of that I kind of want to go back to that episode now and see if they brought up t- <laughs> the, the Bakers. Uh, yeah, if they were in a, yeah, they've been in quite a bit. Yeah. So, Anyway, so that... That's were, I'm sure I'm sure she would have substituted out like the Young Arhan Contra trial or right. something. <laughs> or the hearings or whatever. So with that, uh, more I think, hot air than Congress. Yeah, yeah, that would have worked as well. Um, so that's every little bit of update I had out of the way. Okay. Um, and our little exercise. Okay. So with that, ski, you ready to a great buffer in the beginning. That's mm-hmm. right. Numi, feel free to vote for whichever you like the best. So well, I was thinking I might pick my favorite and then put a. Uh, uh, a oh, poll yeah. out on Twitter um, when this episode um, comes you out. You can do polls on Twitter? Mm-hmm, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I might put a poll out on Twitter to see what people think would be the best uh, hmm. best option of the three. Cool. I'll, I'll just pick my favorite one of my own out of mm-hmm. my five and then each of your two. Okay. So so keep here's, it. So if you happen to, to see that on Twitter, definitely vote. Here's to listener vote. engagement. Yeah, exactly. We love listener engagement more than, more than we can say. <laughs> 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 so, all right, go ahead, Ski. You can kick off your recap now. Let's hear it. So, it's uh, Season 3, Episode 24, entitled Mr. Terrific. Oh, real quick. Yeah. So, just, uh, and this is where I got confused, where I thought, when I was talking to you guys the other day about, I thought we'd already done this one or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, the episode from Hulu that was pulled for the blackface, like, this one was the next one that came up, so mm-hmm. I watched it at that time, thinking it was oh, gotcha. for that week, and then I found out, like, the day before, it's like, oh, no, I missed one. Oh, okay. Was Hulu, so, anywho. So, you had watched it already, we just hadn't recapped Correct. it Correct, correct. So. Does that make sense, then? Yeah. So, you didn't 
hallucinate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Sorry, that was particularly dumb. No, no, you're a grandpa now, so you have to even step it up further for dad jokes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You do need to get a corn cob pipe. <laughs> that Although, would be pretty sweet. Yeah, mm. I don't. I don't smoke though. I just you don't have to. You, you can just put have bubbles it. in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you also need to start buying Pepperidge Farm cookies. <laughs> so I think those are an important <laughs> things. Some Werther's original. Yeah, definitely Werther's. Yeah. So uh, when our grandbaby was born, actually for Mother's Day, uh, so he was already alive or born rather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into this debate. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was going to say he was born. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. For Mother's Day, just a couple weeks back, which you know we'll be celebrating again in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I got my uh, wife a bag of Werther's Original. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never think about her being a grandma. I meant to get her a little glass cookie tr- or a candy tray too, oh, yeah. but I biffed it and forgot. Mm-hmm. That's the last minute. Yeah, Ski seems much more grandfatherly than Nicole seems grandmotherly. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so. Is my grizzled ch- uh, appearance? <laughs> no, I think it's just that your your senility. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the original air date was April thirtieth, nineteen eighty eight. Uh, this one was written by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman, and directed by our friend Terry Hughes. Mm-hmm. Getting near the end of the Terry Hughes run here. Yeah, mm-hmm. end of an era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we open in the kitchen. We see Sophia sitting down at the table for a meal. Looks kind of like soup, I think. Uh, yeah, it's non-specific. A very, a very small bowl that she uh, dished out for herself, too. <laughs> She's a and tiny lady. That's true. But uh, when Dorothy arrives home and tells her mother that uh, she's had three interviews for summer positions and has then been offered three jobs, Sophia insists that it's the result of her showing, quote, more leg, as she had suggested. <laughs> Real quick, I just want to get ahead of this whole thing. Sure. You know, I didn't like this scene at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Continue. Noted. Uh, Dorothy doubts that the lady who interviewed her would be interested in all that, but Sophia points out that uh, uh, 80% of ladies on prime time are switch hitters, she calls them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche enters and tells the girls that she's uh, spent the whole day uh, bed shopping. Which uh, Sophia thought was bed hopping. Right. She kind of, you know, chastised her for that because it's you know dangerous. Yeah, I think her, her phrase is, uh, "Have you no shame?" Bed hopping nowadays is sexually irresponsible. Which I, I guess is that the Golden Girls stand against AIDS. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more mentioned as far as that goes. Yeah. But well, and and where is her? Uh statement been all these other years exactly. <laughs> she's like i don't mind if you spread it out over the course of a week but right. in a single yeah, all day. together that seems too too risky uh she explains that her current bed is worn out <laughs> and before she can uh, kind of quit back uh dorothy uh, shows a cookie in the sophia's mouth mm-hmm. uh, she continues about how expensive the new bed prices are and sophia tells them that uh Beds were dirt cheap in Sicily, but uh, then points out that they actually slept on dirt. So Yeah, then it seems like you're just not buying a bed at all. You're yeah. just laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Like, so there's dirt beneath the bridge? Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> <laughs> well, there'd probably be some dirt down there, right? I mean, well, you're not laying in the creek. <laughs> so. 
Do you guys watch Luca? Yep. No, not yet. I really <laughs> want to, but we've been. You know, we were out of town for a week during the time yeah. it came out, and gotcha. then Sherry was out of town for most of a week, and it's something that, you know, preferably we'd watch it all together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't got around to that. There's actually a bunch of Disney movies that I haven't. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't got around to Raya and the Last Dragon yet. Yeah, we've not I seen not either yet, and um, I still need to watch Soul because I oh, fell asleep. That's a really good one. I really enjoyed I it. I saw Soul as well. I liked mm-hmm. it. I heard Cruella was also very good. Yeah, I've heard I've heard really good things about it as well. Mm-hmm. And I like Emma Stone. I think she's a good actress. So, a friend of mine saw it in the theater. It was a f- his first one back. So, mm. he said, "What made him choose that one?" I think they just wanted to go see it. it. Was for Father's Day type thing. They were out. They had dinner and they wanted to go see a movie. And that's mm-hmm. just the one they chose. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure he was the one that chose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think about what's out there in the theater right now. That would probably be pretty high on my list as far really? as ones mm-hmm. that I'd. You know, but at the same time, I don't think that I'm kind of waiting for uh, Black Widow. I think I want mm-hmm. that to be my first movie back. Yeah. So yeah. we got what, two weeks. Uh, yeah, at least yeah. as of this. The, now, by the time this comes out, then hopefully I've already seen it in the theater because yeah. you know we're six, seven weeks out. So yeah. I saw a, uh, a cute comic online the other day. It was a uh, picture. Do you guys have you guys seen all the Marvel movies? I know Alan's mm-hmm. seen. Yes, <laughs> I figured. I'm just asking. <laughs> so I think it was uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. where he was uh, running past Falcon. He says, "On your left, yeah. on your left, mm-hmm. right." Mm-hmm. That's at the beginning of the uh, movie. So on uh, the first panel, it has "On your left," and it's saying that Falcon is uh, Black Widow, right? Oh, okay. So he's Black Widow the whole time, and then. On your left, uh, Captain America is at first uh, Scarlet or uh, WandaVision mm-hmm. <laughs> and passing her or passing him. And then the uh, next one, it's uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. And then Loki <laughs> is coming up behind. <laughs> yeah, I haven't so, got a chance to watch Loki yet either. Um, have you watched it? Is it good? I, yeah. I imagine it would be. Have you watched yeah. any of the Marvel shows on Disney Plus? I watched yet? all of the uh, the WandaVision. We oh, haven't okay. got on to Winter Soldier yet. Though. It's really good too. So I, I would, I could probably get through it myself if I wasn't trying to wait for my family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you'll be happy to know, Brent, that I finally have gotten through about forty percent of the season of Agents of Shield. Hey, isn't it a great season? It, it is. Yeah. So yeah. far, so good. I, I'm kind of glad that I did wait to watch it though, only because. You know, there's a there is a similar aspect between it and Wandavision, mm-hmm. and I feel like had I seen Wandavision, had I already seen it, I would have felt like Wandavision was kind of copying mm-hmm. off of it in a yeah. way. But seeing it the reverse way, I guess I don't have that feeling. Yeah. So. One last question I have. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Luca. Isn't it like set in like Sicily or Italy or something? Yeah. You guys know yeah. Know? Set in Italy. Yeah. Very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Yeah. That was cool. Mm-hmm. The, so my, this is like a week or so ago, whatever. She was like, you want to watch Luca? And I was like, is that the biopic about the boy on the second floor? And she did not get the joke. (laughs) (laughs) I do not either. You have to explain it. (laughs) Am I stupid? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, So there's a song by Susan Vega um, called Luca. Okay. It's it's about a boy who lives on the second floor. And he's like, you know, my name is Luca. I live on the second floor. You live downstairs from me. Yes, I think you've seen me before. And then he starts talking about, you know, all the times like, you know, I know you're downstairs and I know you're listening to my parents beat the hell out of me, but don't call the cops. You know, it's my own fault for being stupid. (laughs) That's a a horribly sad song. (laughs) It really is. 
I'll I'm listen to it as I smoke my uh, corn cob pipe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and say a little prayer for Luca. Now, see, I had no idea what the reference was that Brent was making, but I just smiled and went along. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you delved in, so now we know. Yeah. Um, it's a great song. You know? It does sound like it's pretty well written. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like a deep uh, meaning. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite Susan Vegas song. Tom's Diner in second place. It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tom's Diner is like probably the one particularly mm-hmm. mainstream hit, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, so. Luca. That was not burning up the charts. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't on the Hot 100 or whatever. <laughs> Casey Casey's like, now another long distance dedication. <laughs> <laughs> to another <laughs> another victim of abuse. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Send this out to all the kids who don't know the meaning of shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you could cut that out. <laughs> I probably should be, but I'll make the decision comedy, once the time comes. Comedy, comedy, copper. <laughs> well, it's it's <laughs> it's dark comedy, which you know, Brent is good at dark comedy. I'll definitely uh, definitely have to acknowledge that. So then, Onyx. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we talk about how expensive the beds are. Sophia talks about how. They slept in dirt, mm-hmm. and uh, Rose enters the kitchen and excitedly tells the girls that uh, she met Mr. <laughs> Terrific. Do you think Blanche's beds are so expensive because she gets the 100,000-mile warranty? I mean, she'd have to, wouldn't she? <laughs> Reinforcement. I mean, I, I'd have to think that the mattress store wouldn't even allow her to get the warranty anymore because she'd be going through them so frequently. I'm sure they were like, All right, well, the following activities void the warranty. And she's like, well, why bother? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like if an entire soccer team is on your bed, then it mm-hmm. voids the warranty. So at some point, would it make more sense to like have a pour, poured concrete like frame and just change out mattresses? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, if she's destroying <laughs> bed frames, then yeah, I would say that she wants something more uh, permanent and sturdy. Mm-hmm. Or iron. Mm-hmm. Iron and steel are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a reason her headboard's against the load-bearing wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so Rose met Mr. Terrific. The mm-hmm. girls, of course, assume that she is you know, smitten about some man that she's met. But she clarifies that, no, no, she met the character Mr. Terrific at a mall signing. Uh, he was uh, doing autographs. Uh, he is a children's uh, TV programming personality. Mm-hmm. And he's the star of Mr. Terrific's Clubhouse. Yeah. She tells him that uh, she'll be going out with him that evening, or they find out she's going out with him that evening based on his autograph. Right. The way he uh, wrote it to her. Uh, Dorothy's concerned. Go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, like, this is something that she came to as an elderly woman (laughs) (laughs) in the last five years. And knows him well. Like, enough to be excited and surprised that others don't know him. Exactly. And it's like, I don't know, does she have like a tiny little six-inch black and white TV in her room that she watches (laughs) Mr. Terrific on? Uh, Maybe at the Grief Center they have a a TV that they can watch while they're, you know, in between, you know, people on the ledge. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it would be during the day too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you think her training on getting people off the ledge would have come in handy. <laughs> yeah. We'll see, right? Yeah. Uh, so Dorothy's concerned, you know, because she barely knows him. Uh, Rose, however, explains that uh, she talked to him for quite some time that day because 
there really wasn't much of a line as there was a uh, Mr. Whipple lookalike next door showing off three ply, three ply toilet paper. Yeah, there was a couple. So just in case anybody doesn't know who Mr. Whipple is, um, there was a very famous ad campaign in the... Uh, Wasn't that Don't Squeeze the Charmin, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, Don't Squeeze the Charmin. Um, and it went from like 64 to 85. So it was like a 20-year character um, you know, ad campaign for this. Uh, but I was wondering with that... When she says that he, she specifically says that he's next door demonstrating the new three ply toilet tissue. So in what way do you think he's <laughs> demonstrating it? Is he, you know, take I, I imagine there's probably some kind of weird like absorbency test or something like. Mm. I would have much rather been like, no, he's just anybody who wants to take a dump, he'll <laughs> 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 wipe your ass and show you how it holds up. So. Or maybe he's doing it. Yeah, it could showing be. Showing everybody, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's like maybe he had to get him, give <laughs> Look himself. Look how I use this one. And it rips instantly, leaving <laughs> my hand full of poop. <laughs> right. And then holds up his hand to demonstrate. <laughs> but this yeah, one. Yeah, in my left hand, <laughs> I have my one ply. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does. Uh, I, I guess if I was going to choose between the two, a local celebrity who was not demonstrating toilet paper and a look like celebrity that was, mm -hmm. you know, I might be willing to go with the, the demonstration. At least it gives me some more interesting to look at. Do you think there's <laughs> a reason we don't have three ply? Uh, don't we not have three ply? I've never seen it in my life. I don't know. Maybe you're not looking hard enough. Have you seen three ply? I know two is, is much more standard, but I'm sure three probably exists. Really? It's probably for the rich. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Brent. You're just not doing well enough in life to afford three plies. Can't, can't say I am either, though. So <laughs> I'm half ply. <laughs> Brown paper towels that were right. stolen from us. Right. <laughs> we use Taco Bell napkins. It's, it's, it's the thing that remember the old style like uh, mm -hmm. paper towel that you kept mm -hmm. like pulling down and yeah, it was yeah. just recycled. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's yeah. We <laughs> yeah stole that out of a few. Uh, like uh, truck stops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just use that once it's all the way brown. <laughs> Throw yeah. it away. Steal another one. We just use a shower curtain. Because <laughs> if you just turn on the shower there and you wash go. it all off. <laughs> just take a dump in the shower and then that solves this problem. <laughs> so I was looking up to find out. There is there is indeed three-ply toilet paper. And just to how, confirm. How much more does it cost than two-ply? I, I don't have the pricing on it, but I do see this. Talking per square yard. <laughs> What's it going to say? All I can tell you is that this person says three-ply TP is the Cadillac of toilet paper. <laughs> it's pillow soft and provides the luscious experience on the market. So, so it definitely exists out there. Um, but, uh, I, again, I don't know. It's kind of like the, the high thread count uh, Egyptian cotton, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, there's Quilted Northern, I think, has it. Uh, it's And it's the ultra-plush toilet paper. So you need to have uh, a very uh, very good drains in your toilets <laughs> in order to mm. rock the three-ply. Maybe that's what our problem is. Yeah. So, anyways. You know, I did not expect us to have quite the, uh, the poo conversation that we had. I don't know, then you... Apparently, I've been listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, I didn't think the uh, Mr. Whipple uh, reference. reference was going to go as deep as it went. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Rose heads out of the kitchen to go get ready for her date. Dorothy is uh, still a bit skeptical regarding the circumstances they met under. But really, I mean, is that so much different than how many other people they've met? And we Didn't uh, one of them? No. Maybe it was even Dorothy met someone at a gas station or something. Yeah, I feel like. Well, I know that Blanche had talked about writing her name with her heel no, on somebody's window in a gas Blanche. station. So, mm -hmm. yeah. He was an artist. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> a painter, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who, uh, in the end, had no interest in her, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the one she's talking about, though, was a uh, someone who was a wall painter, not a... Okay, gotcha. Yeah. He wasn't the famous guy. Right, yeah. All right, anyway, Blanche agrees that uh, since, you know, she doesn't even know what kind of car he drives. So we change scene. We see uh, Blanche is now arriving at home. Sophia explains that her bed... Oh, let's start over. What is that? The theme song too? Is it? It's just a. I think it's just a random ringtone. Gotcha. Yeah. I had ten thirty alarm. The ten thirty alarm. Yeah. In case you didn't make it. <laughs> no, no, it was just for myself. Oh, okay. What, Dinner what time, time. What time? The yes. kitchen closes. <laughs> <laughs> Last call for mushroom caps. All right. Live on. Yeah, they, I'm sure they will until the very end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the reading of my will. Yeah. Into ski, I leave nothing because <laughs> of the mushroom caps. <laughs> I forget where I was at now. Oh, I was going to start over. <laughs> Directed by Terry Hughes. <laughs> Take it from the top. So Blanche arrives home and Sophia explains that uh, her bed had been delivered and assembled. But it apparently took all day. Now Blanche is con- confused by this, as it was a relatively simple bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discover quickly that uh, they had apparently delivered the wrong bed. I think uh, Sophie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you would get there. Okay. But it it seems like she would have said like, "Oh, Blanche, I assumed you were already home. I've seen four men working in your bedroom." Yeah, that would have been <laughs> a good one. <laughs> yeah. That is a good line. But apparently, this new bed it has a good deal of brass. As materials. Uh, meanwhile, Rose comes in and asks uh, Sophia how she looks because she's getting ready for another date with Mr. Terrific. Uh, they briefly discuss, you know, comics they read when they were growing up. Sophia tells her about uh, Benito the Hood, who apparently stole from everyone and kept it for himself, mm-hmm. even from his other like what 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 was his band of men? What they call him? I can't remember what his band of merry men were, but he yeah. didn't share it with them either. Right? Yeah. Seems like that would not garner a lot of. Uh, um, loyalty. Yeah, I would think not. <laughs> or return help. <laughs> kind of makes you wonder why they were married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently he was the uh, he was idolized by many a Sicilian child. Sort of a high risk, low reward <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> type situation. <laughs> that doesn't hear itself to merriment. <laughs> uh, Blanche comes back in the living room and we find that uh, you know apparently the, the, as I said the wrong bed was delivered, but it was in a much nicer bed. But we find out she was only charged for the bed that she apparently ordered before. So it was a much lower price. Sophia then immediately suggests that uh, she keeps the incorrect bed. I think she even says, like, Merry Christmas or something. Right. Uh, but Rose points out that it would be basically stealing, and she should return it. I don't know. I mean, possession's nine-tenths of the law. Yeah. I mean, she did nothing wrong. Right. I mean, they delivered it. They assembled it. And it would be a huge inconvenience for the person who got it to also have to call and say, all right, come here. Just spend half a day or whatever it seemed to take them <laughs> yeah. to dissemble it. Then you're also taking an item back that's been, mm-hmm. even if it hasn't been used, it's been completely assembled and then disassembled and then would have to be reassembled somewhere mm-hmm. else. So there's some wear that happens just from that process. Exactly. So, yeah, there's no way they're charging full price for that thing to a second owner. Yeah, exactly. So and they were supposed to bring back the correct bed, right? And, and assemble that. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The cost differential between the two, it's a wash. Yeah, yeah. For them, they may actually, if she had called in at that point and said, "Hey," You guys delivered the wrong bed. They may be like, oh, ma'am, it was a 
problem with us. Right. You keep it, you know? Mm-hmm. But we'll never know. Nope. We won't. But uh, the doorbell rings, and uh, Mr. Terrific enters. Mm-hmm. Did we ever get his actual name? I don't remember them ever saying no, his actual name. I don't, I don't remember. So. I, I listened for it when I watched yeah, it the second time. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think she always refers to him as Mr. Terrific. And I don't think anyone and else I, ever yeah, calls him by his name. I think that's what he calls name. himself, too. Yeah. But uh, they introduce themselves and kind of discuss the show briefly. Uh, Dorothy then enters as well and uh, tells them that uh, her new summer job is quite the disappointment. Uh, Mr. Terrific tells her that uh, the show is actually currently looking for an educational consultant and that she might qualify for that spot. Uh, they head out uh, for their date, and Dorothy thanks them again for uh, looking into it. Sophia, though, cautions her from uh, getting her hopes up too high. Mm-hmm. I forget the example she uses. It was something funny about a talk show or something. Just for our listeners, I think something like someone volunteered to be or was in line to be uh, a co-host or something and declined, and then his uh, uh, co-host ended up being a monkey or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, Sophia says something that um, somebody was propositioning her, basically, and that, you know, she did played along or whatever that she could be co-host, and then he ended up with a monkey instead, <laughs> indicating that apparently he was uh, having relations with the monkey, I think would have been the crux of the joke. Let's hope. Yeah. You know? Maybe well, the monkey was a switch hitter. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hear 80% of monkeys on TBR. <laughs> right. Only the ones in prime time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> prime time monkeys. <laughs> Uh, on the set, we see Mr. Terrific in his uh, full costume. <laughs> seeing you know his... why Lancelot Link was moving his lips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was a secret chimp after all. <laughs> <laughs> but he's singing his opening theme song to the camera. Uh, he then explains today's special word, which happens to be hot. Uh, then he and his odd alien puppet friend tell the children that uh, things that are that happen to be hot, like... Coffee, mm-hmm. stoves, Angie Dickinson, mm-hmm. which I have a little side uh, message for myself. Okay. If I recall, <laughs> wasn't uh, Blanche, didn't she claim to be uh, a body double for Angie Dickinson on yeah. her resume? I think I think she's referenced herself as being mistaken for Angie Dickinson in the... Uh, a few in, times, Yeah, right? at, least, at least once, if not a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear a loud crash, and Mr. Terrific goes uh, to greet... Mr. Policeman, mm-hmm. which I don't know why a crash would necessarily <laughs> symbolize that, but uh, right. that's the sound effect they decided to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is apparently now, though, dressed up as Mr. Mailman, erroneously, we later find out. Uh, the show goes to a cartoon break, and the producer, Mr. Hastings, enters uh, from the back. He uh, approaches Dorothy, who is now working on the show and sitting off camera. He tells her that he really likes the new uh, concepts that she has pitched for the show. He says that uh, she has a lot of modern ideas for a woman her age. Mm-hmm. And when she tries to be humble, he clarifies that, oh, no, no, I really do think you're old. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, a kind of a funny line. Um, it was unexpected. I'll say that <laughs> much. <laughs> um, but then he heads away to address some other issue we don't know. Uh, then Rose comes in and asks Dorothy how the show is going. She replies, terrible, but better than 30-something. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why the shot of 30-something. I don't know what uh, <laughs> station 30-something aired on. I, I mean, I'm assuming it was a rival, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the show wraps up then, and uh, the producer calls Mr. Terrific into his office. Uh, he tells the girls, uh, Mr. Terrific tells the girls that uh, Mr. Hastings was on the child as a show, or was on the show as a child, <laughs> and that he sat on uh, his uh, lap and peed on him. Yeah. 
uh, since he has to go talk to the boss, he su- Rose suggests that uh, she go home and that uh, with Dorothy, and then he meet him up at, at the house later. Yeah, he says <clears throat> something kind of shitty or in a shitty tone anyway towards Rose at that point about like, oh, remember that Mr. Terrific button I gave you? And she's like, yeah. oh, yeah. And she's like, well, why aren't you wearing it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a little bit rude. Yeah, it was just intense and, you know, just like I said, kind of in Why a, aren't you proud of dating me? Right. <laughs> or proud enough to <laughs> <Yeah>. explain <laughs> it. Uh, Rose tells Dorothy that, you know, she has no idea what it's like dating a superhero. Uh, Dorothy contests, however, that Stan, like Superman, was faster than a speeding bullet. Yeah. Nice little jab on Stan. Uh, we change scenes, and uh, we see Blanche is coming into the kitchen and tells Sophia, the, who is currently sitting at the table, that she hasn't been able to sleep well for the uh, past three weeks. Sophia hilariously tells her that she should uh, take down the video equipment, which happened to be my favorite line of the movie, the show. It was a good line. I, I, I feel like we've discussed something similar to this before, but how many people do you think, like, what percentage of the population had participated in uh, filming their own sexual activities in the stage. late 80s. That had to be a pretty small group. Cause oh, yeah. It would be a pricey endeavor. Or, yeah, I mean, just because, you know, buying video cameras back then was pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, the... the Lighting, production value, crew. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that are all necessary. <laughs> um. Sound. <laughs> you know, fluffer rates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I thought that... Blanche pulls double duty. Be, she, yeah. It had to be a very small group. Plus, too, you have to have, you know, I, mean, I guess you have to make the choice between VHS or beta at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I can say that uh, in my 42 years, I've never... Uh, laser disc. Never laser disc myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never videotaped myself in any uh, sexually compromising position. Probably the best practice. Yeah. Have, have you ski? You seen? I, I don't think so. You don't think you don't so? Think <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember of anything that I've done that would be that in any way compromising. And what about you, Brent? Uh, is <laughs> like so, like ballpark figure. Like how many times in your life do you feel you've been roofied? <laughs> I don't know who would bother to roofie me. <laughs> <laughs> but he he does work long hours, so he does get real tired sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he's just roofied by life. Um, yeah, uh, but neat. No, no, it's so. not. Yeah, it's not my bag. Yeah, I feel like that's something that, by and large, is just slightly past our our or slightly, yeah, past our age range. Mm. Um, I will say, I think Nicole took a picture of me coming out of the shower one time. I made her delete it. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are plenty of people our age uh, that that have participated in all of that. But I just think that as far as the super prevalence of it, it's mm-hmm. probably a generation, the next generation down, yeah, or at least half generation down. Yeah, I think that I'm just outside that demographic. Yeah, you know, I think I have to be younger and more confident. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I am lacking in both of those. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say that I, I completely um, would would fall in line with that, yeah. <laughs> that as well on my side. So The age of dick pics is beyond <laughs> us, folks. Yeah, well, it's just the, the... I don't see the appeal. I really, like, even if I was a girl, I don't think... I mean, I've sent you a bunch, and you haven't seen the appeal of any of them. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> That's just artwork. It's not sexually compromising. <laughs> Were they were they photographs or were they actually paintings? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, a little both. <laughs> <laughs> column A, column B. Yeah, some still life, some whatnot. <laughs> but, 
anyway, so <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to interrupt that one and throw it off course, but it was pretty funny. Anyway, mm-hmm. Tilly takes down the uh, video equipment, and then uh, but Blanche explains that uh, she feels guilty, you know, for having kept the bed uh, for the lower price and not having paid the extra or something. Uh, Sophia suggests that she take it back. Uh, Blanche basically tells him though, or tells her without telling her, that the uh, the bed has seen too much action in the past three weeks to be returned. Yeah, that was a great exchange there because yeah, Sophia says, "How much? Uh, how much can you?" How much wear can a, yeah? How much wear can you give a bed in just three weeks? She just kind of glares at yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> like I see your point. <laughs> that was a, a great exchange. Uh, Blanche asks why Rose isn't on her date with uh, Mr. Terrific, and she explains that uh, he's meeting with the producer currently. Dorothy thinks that they will be discussing her recommendations. Uh, Sophia says that she uh, she should have recommended he work out more, as any man wearing tights should have to have a butt like. Uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov. Mm-hmm. So I think it was at least our second or third Baryshnikov uh, I reference. Think, yeah, yeah. I, I recognize it for a few too. Uh, the doorbell then rings and Rose goes to answer it. Blanche asks Dorothy what she should do with the bed. Dorothy suggests that she put it in the Smithsonian as it has more miles than the Spirit of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. My second favorite line. Yeah, that was a really good one as well. Um, which, by the way, in case you're curious, the Spirit of St. Louis took 174 flights and had 489 hours and 28 minutes of flight time. So Pretty extensive. Yeah. That's a lot of miles. It, it, it was transatlantic. Wasn't it the first one? I believe so. Mm-hmm. It was the one Lindbergh took, right? Where yeah, I believe so. solo flight across the Atlantic. Uh, being serious, though, she says that Blanche knows the difference between right and wrong. Uh, but Sophia contests that the bed, you know, in, in bed, she only knows left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Terrific enters in full costume still and explains that he has been fired, and it's all Dorothy's fault. Yep. Yeah, that was a weird a weird little scene there because it, it held on him pointing at Dorothy for a little too long. Yeah. Like it should have cut out just a second or two well, earlier. Well, I'm pretty sure it was like a, a commercial break. Yeah. But, yeah, it was like a weird cut. Uh, we we changed scenes technically, but like I said, we kind of are just in the same right. spot when mm-hmm. we – when you come back, uh, Mr. Terrific explains that uh, the producer apparently loved Dorothy's suggestions on the improvements for the show, and when he refused to go along with them, they fired him. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy Which is still, reasonable and understandable. Yeah, and it's not Dorothy's fault. He yeah. refused to go along with the changes that he were suggested. He got her the job. Yeah. And it wasn't like, they didn't fire them him because of Dorothy. It's not like Dorothy said, oh, you mm-hmm. need to replace this host, and they went along with it. Was it was insubordination on his part. Yeah, exactly. So you can't blame Dorothy for that. Exactly. But he does indeed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Dorothy insists. Once again, it just proves that entertainers need a union. <laughs> and that's what I've been telling this motherfucker for two weeks now. <laughs> but he refuses to sign the card. I don't like the fact that you think that I'm the man. Um, <laughs> I, I'm one of the rank and file here. Just because I have the computer in front of me doesn't mean <laughs> that I, I'm the boss of this organization. Sitting there you- with your fancy Pentium Pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is this? I don't even know what kind of computer it is. Four eighty six Celeron, right? <laughs> that I purchased with all of our proceeds <laughs> that I haven't filtered down to you. Exactly. You purchased with your daughter's loose change. Yeah, from the Coin Star. <laughs> Pretty much. Might as well have a teletype machine. <laughs> so yeah, Dorothy insists that they were only recommendations, and she never intended any of them to impact his career. 
She promises then to go in the next day and try to talk it out and uh, get his job back. He gives her the address of where he'll be and uh, says that she should reach him there if she can work things out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then see her the next day at the studio. Um, Mr. Hastings is worried as the show is about to start, but they have no star. Dorothy comes up and tells him that she knows where Mr. Terrific is, but apparently Mr. Mailman is supposed to be the guest host. Uh, Dorothy suggests that they check the ladies' bathroom uh, where he's previously played Mrs. Nurse, who is not a character on the show. Yeah. The stagehand brings on uh, Mr. Policeman, who is currently uh, dressed as, uh, who's supposed to be dressed as Mr. Mailman. Same guy. Because mm-hmm. we never uh, see him in the mailman costume, right? All three times he's in the police. Yeah, I believe so. No, he was mailman first. He was supposed to be Mr. Policeman at first. Oh, that's right, yeah. And because it was Tuesday, he's supposed to be Mr. Policeman. Yeah, he's got his days swapped. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was supposed to be dressed as Mr. Mailman. And then he refuses to do the show without Mr. Terrific. Dorothy tries to reason with uh, him and insists that uh, she never wanted to push him off the show. Uh, Mr. Hastings gets uh, a smug look on his face and says he has a, quote, better idea. We change scenes, and uh, Mr. Terrific is at a local bar or pub, the mm-hmm. place where he apparently told her he'd be waiting. Uh, when Rose enters, apparently a lot of free time during the day for Miss Rose. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Terrific believes that uh, Dorothy has failed at her attempt to get him uh, back on the air, and he reminisces about the origin of the show and how he came up with all the original ideas. So many years ago, he uh, adds that uh, similar popular shows like Captain Kangaroo called him an up and comer, mm-hmm. and he was really proud of that. Uh, it doesn't feel like it worked out very well, though, because I mean he's all. still a local, <laughs> you know, a, a local act, and whereas all these other ones are, are kind of legends in the child and True, you, but entertainment industry. You could industry. also argue that he's still around, and they're all canceled for many years now yeah but i mean i think they all got canceled after many years of actual success versus you know <laughs> yeah well how long do you have any idea how long <coughs> captain kangaroo was on here no 35 years 35 years 35 oh yeah wow. that definitely eclipses his 20 year run mm-hmm. but uh rose insists that dorothy uh, won't let him down and uh 29 seasons 29 wow that was, that was a great guess mm-hmm but just then, Mr. Terrific looks up at the TV at the pub and sees that Dorothy is on TV as Mrs. Schoolteacher, mm-hmm. but just for the day. Right. Uh, Mr. Terrific uh, dramatically heads out of the uh, pub to go to the studio. A man in the bar asks, who was that nut? A worker tells him that he's not sure because Mr. Terrific usually comes in alone. Yeah. That was a funny line. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Do you have something? No, I was just going to say that, you know, they mentioned all the others, but they didn't mention Slim Goodbody. Oh, is Slim Goodbody another uh, kid's host? Yeah. You didn't have Slim Goodbody? Not that I no, and no, I don't remember him. Did you have Slim Goodbody? I don't recognize that. I, I used to have a Slim Goodbody, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, good. Uh, here's, here's Slim Goodbody. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I do recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks totally like the, the visible guy. man type yeah. of a thing. Yeah, I do a, remember that. I don't. What was that? Was that? It was his own thing. So did he have like a regular show, like a, a long running or semi long running show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I definitely saw that. I could I, not. That's the first time I've ever laid my eyes on that, so I can't say that I have. Yeah. Uh, I definitely didn't remember it until just now. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess between 76 and 81, he appeared twice a week on Captain Kangaroo. Oh, okay. And then he got his own show in 1980 on PBS. 
How long did the show on, on PBS last? Uh, it doesn't say, but then he switched to Nickelodeon for like 84 to 85. Oh, okay. And now, I will say, if he was on Captain Kangaroo, that may be yeah. where I saw him. Books, a couple years, and I don't know what he's doing now. Is he retired? Probably hard to fit in that costume now. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> so if anybody's interested in Slim Goodbody, uh, Brent's childhood <laughs> hero, definitely check him out. Yeah. I'm gonna. You think we should do that for Chris for Halloween? For who? For Halloween. You're gonna dress as Slim Goodbody. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just see how many people recognize us. I'm sure everybody be like, "Oh wow, it's you from the '80s." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We change scenes. Uh, Dorothy is struggling to get through the show, arguing with the puppet who can now speak perfect English, uh, and has quite the sharp tongue. Uh, she throws it to a cartoon to kind of end this disaster mm-hmm. and then uh, tries to reason with the producer again to let Mr. Terrific back on the show. Uh, just then, Rose arrives and tells Dorothy that Mr. Ter- Terrific thinks that she's uh, trying to steal a job and betrayed him. Uh, but Dorothy assures her that you know that is not the case and tells her that you know she only ended up on TV due to some crazy last-minute chaos. A uh, woman uh, walks on the set and yells at the people that Mr. Terrific is out on a ledge mm-hmm. and is likely to jump. Everyone rushes out, you know, in a panic, kind of concerned. But Mr. Hastings does not, you know, seem concerned. He seems confused as they all have a show to put on. All right. Uh, he then grabs the stage director and physically places him in front of the camera, who is uh, as the new de facto host. Mm-hmm. We then see Dorothy uh, poking her head out of the window. Real, real oh. quick, I like the stage managers. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was probably my favorite line of the episode, actually. Yeah, it's really good. That was my second favorite line. My, my favorite line is actually coming up here in a moment. I'm excited to hear it. Mm-hmm. Don't let me miss it. Uh, we see Dorothy poking her head out of the window, and uh, Mr. Terrific is on the ledge. He explains that you know, he's out there to fly. Rose looks out uh, another window. And also tries to convince him to come in. I, actually, the first there's a little dis- exchange. Uh, Rose asks him, or Rose asks Dorothy, you know how he's doing, mm. and she says something along the lines of that uh, his grip on reality is. Yeah, she says, "I'll be honest. Right now, Squeaky Fromm has a better grip on reality." Which do you know who Squeaky Fromm is? I don't recognize it. Uh, well, she was part of the Manson family. Um, oh, good. But she was not <laughs> part of the the famous murders. But she did attempt to assassinate Gerald Ford. In 75, so, yeah. So, Strong lineage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the Goldens keeping it topical. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, only a decade earlier. Um, exactly. I actually meant to look that one up, and I didn't, so I'm glad you said something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells her that he's not going to jump. That would be crazy. I'm going to fly. <laughs> uh, thinking that he's lost it, Dorothy tries to coax him inside, uh, so he'll come in and defeat some supervillains. Yeah. Uh, doesn't he say Lex Luthor and the Joker or something? Something like that. Yeah, a couple DC villains. Uh, he tells the girls that uh, the only way to uh, get the show back is to prove that he deserves it. He hollers down to the crowd, and uh, I don't remember what he says to him, but they holler back, jump, jump. Yeah, that was actually my favorite line of the episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> he, he hollers down, hello, it's me, Mr. Terrific. And then my favorite line was the crowd uh, <laughs> chanting back, jump, jump, <laughs> jump to him. So. Uh, then, in an attempt to save him, Rose actually gets out onto the ledge and joins him. Uh, she says that yeah, if he wants to fly, she'll, he'll have to take her with him, uh, but which is he, he's completely on board with that, mm-hmm. uh, much to her chagrin. Rose immediately regrets suggesting it. Uh, he picks up Rose, though, and leaps off the edge. Uh, Dorothy you know, gasps, 
But uh, to her surprise and delight, he then flies, which is really a swinging back and forth. All right. Now, okay, listen. I'll grant that in 1988, the quality of televisions and whatnot was significantly <laughs> different. The quality of, uh, you know, like the high definition and whatnot. But that was so clearly not <laughs> the guy who was doing the jumping. Like a stunt double, I guess, <laughs> was in there to hold rows and you know swing around a little bit on some wires. Um, it just seemed like couldn't they have done like shot it in a way mm-hmm. that they could have not either not his shown his face as yeah, much? Yeah, because yeah, I mean they showed like a close up of this guy's yeah. face. It's clearly not the guy <laughs> who played Mr. So the mask, though, how can you tell? Alan? <laughs> yeah. Or just hire an actor who could do his own swinging? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a fairly basic stunt. Yeah. I mean, I guess he had to hold a woman whilst doing it, but yeah, still. Yeah. yeah, but it was Rose, not Dorothy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> if he was on a harness, which we later find out here in the next line. Mm. Shouldn't Rose and uh, Dorothy have been able to see that? that yeah, angle? I would think so. They could have. I think that we, as the audience, would have also been able to see it. <laughs> but, uh, but certainly, people who were there, literally standing right next to him, would have seen metal wires. One other off thing of I noticed that he jumps down like he falls off the ledge mm. when he's holding Rose. But then later, when they show him swinging, he is higher than what he jumped down to. <laughs> yeah, which seems impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't know how the rig is set up, so oh, maybe true. he jumped off and then was there being might be pulled someone, up. Yeah, there yeah. might be someone in the back counterweighting it. Uh, but <laughs> b- back at the house, the girls are talking to Mr. Terrific about uh, that publicity stunning pools. Uh, he explains that he was quite safe in his harness. Dorothy points out, though, that Rose was not strapped in. Mm-hmm. But Rose says that his superhero code uh, forbids him from dropping a girl. Um it's a specific code. Yeah, it really is. That it's okay if he drops a dude, but if uh-huh. not a girl, because uh, yeah, yeah. otherwise he's not a hero. <laughs> Dorothy says that uh, uh, she's happy it turned out well and that he's got his job back. Blanche seems like the kind of ethos even a non-superhero would have. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I think you'd have to sign that oath to... Exactly. You know, at least signing that oath would not qualify you as a superhero mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I think basic Good Samaritan laws mean that yeah. you're not going to drop somebody off a building. I, mean, Rose, right. I would argue that Rose is not a girl. She's a lady. That's true. <laughs> she's a golden girl, though, Ski. So oh, you're she's right. You're absolutely girl. true. I, I, how did I miss that one? Yeah. That? Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, he's got his job back. And just then, Blanche comes out from uh, the back uh, in her room. And she's you know fussing, stating that she just can't sleep anymore. And uh, knows that the police are tracking her down for this egregious uh, theft. She's kind of going a little bit crazy. Uh, Dorothy assures her that, you know, she's just being ridiculous. Uh, just then the doorbell rings, and uh, Blanche goes to get, and it's Mr. Policeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche assumes that he's an actual cop and directs him to, quote, slap the handcuffs on me, the bed's this way. Yeah. He's there arrest her direct from 1924. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the actor seems quite okay with this idea, mm-hmm. but uh, then comments to the girls uh, bef- and uh, Mr. Trivic before following Blanche to the back room. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? I was supposed to be Mr. Mailman today. <laughs> yeah. And um, his uh, shit-eating grin got the uh, line of the episode for me. Oh, did it? Just because <laughs> I can appreciate a good shit-eating grin. <laughs> And that was the end. Like, as he walks away, uh, we close out. So we had a a bevy of guest actors in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It was heavy, yes. Yeah, and it's odd because it was a a lot of guest actors who weren't, you know, famous people particularly. Um, So obviously we had Mr. Terrific. He was Bob Mm Dishy. 63 titles, 53 of those being an actor. Um, 
the best thing I could come up with him was he was on two episodes of Columbo, which uh, mm-hmm. Brent told me about a, a story one time that has stuck with me about a prior wife of his commenting after watching some Columbo is like, he acts like he's stupid, but you know what? He's really pretty smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he knows. That's yeah. so I always enjoyed that. Um, then we had a Hastings. He was played by Lonnie Price. Uh, 55 um, credits for him, but only 18 as an actor. Now, one thing that was really interesting. he was a rest producer? A writer, I think, was a lot <laughs> of them, but I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, but he played Neil Kellerman in both the 1987 and the 2017 Dirty Dancing. Oh, nice. So I don't know what character that is, but I thought it was cool that he reprised his role yeah, 30 yeah, years later. Kind of cool. yeah. Jody was played by Jody Price. Uh, seven credits for her, six as an actor. Um, and she's been on two episodes of The Golden Girls. This is her second one. Mm-hmm. She was also the nurse in uh, season two, episode 20, uh, Whose Face is This Anyway? Mm. So. Then we had Dan Woodward. He played Kolak. Mm-hmm. Uh, 39 episodes for him, or 39 credits, 16 as an actor. And he's also been on a second Golden Girls. Uh, he was just a couple episodes that back. That was the sock puppet guy, right? Yeah, and he was in Rose's. I don't think I ever said the name, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kolak was his uh, name. And Rose's Big Adventure as Ernie a couple episodes back. It's weird for them to use a, a second, an actor. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. Same yeah, season, even. Showing his hand. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> mostly, anyway. <laughs> Then we had a uh, John Wheeler. He played. He was a the patron, um, I guess, in the bar. <laughs> Who is that nut? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seventy eight credits to his name. Seventy three as an actor, but nothing really of note. Then we had a uh, Freddie, who was played by Jim uh, Hedson, I think. Thirty six credits to his name, and he played a uh, snake charmer in Bosom Buddies. So oh, nice. I'll just good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the bartender was a uh, Raph Morrow. 60 credits for him. Uh, Brent probably remembers him from as old dead guy in Pushing Daisies. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the uh, stage manager was Ron Kaplan. Yay. Six credits for him, uh, all as an actor. And he was also in an ep- another episode of Golden Girls, uh, season two, episode two, Ladies of the Evening. And he was the desk clerk. Nice. So, so it's at least been separated for a bit. Yeah, yeah, with him. Yeah, he had some time. But, um, but yeah, I think we discussed that's, our... Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. It was the second se- second episode of the second season. Mm-hmm. And this is the second to last episode of the third season. Yeah, yeah, almost mm-hmm. the bookends of the two seasons. Yeah. So the palindrome actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, so who was your? Uh, I think we discussed best lines. Who was your favorite or your MVP? I should say of this episode, Ski. Uh, I picked Dorothy. I thought it was a very Dorothy-centric episode, and she kind of carried it well. Yeah, for an episode that I really expected to be Rose-centric, I thought. There wasn't a lot of Rose. I mean, at least not... She, she was just kind of on the outskirts. Yeah, and the B story was pretty weak as far as Blanche goes. Sophia wasn't in it a lot, so I kind of... I gave it to Dorothy, too, but it was more... <laughs> you know, it wasn't that Dorothy, I felt like, gave a really strong performance. I will say, just, you know, as, as weak as the B story was, it had more of the good one-liners yeah, in the episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that for sure. Yeah. And how about you, Brent? Who got your MVP? Oh, Mr. Policeman. Mr. Policeman, yep. just for his smirk there at the end. Exactly. <laughs> and also, and the solidarity, yeah. right? Why? Oh, he wouldn't uh, perform without uh, Mr. Terrific. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Showing some loyalty. Exactly. So, Ski, how many slices of cheesecake did this one earn for you? You know, I actually gave this one six. Wow. I thought it was a quirky but kind of a fun episode. It was a different kind of, like, they had a lot of different scenes and the sets and stuff that they used to. Mm-hmm. 
And how about you, Brent? Like four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. That was a solid double. See, I didn't care for the episode. I only gave it a three. Yeah. I, I thought Mr. Terrific was kind of a dick throughout the episode. <laughs> um, like, he really just... He wrote me the wrong way early on with the whole thing of snapping at Rose about not wearing the button. And then mm-hmm. the fact that he refused to take the suggestions from Dorothy and blame her for him getting fired. He was a bit of a dick. And then, too, let's not forget the fact that he put Rose in mortal danger by picking her <laughs> up. Oh, she had no harness on herself. She was He's a frail old man. <laughs> yeah, and she was completely relying on the strength of his arms and his hero code not to drop a woman well, to not drop her to her death when he's swinging off that building. Well, and think about the impact. If you're jumping off something, mm-hmm. all of your weight... Is hitting at right, the end, yeah, yeah. and then all of his weight and her weight mm-hmm. would be on those arms. So he must be pretty uh, built up top, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Did, what, did you have something to add to that, Brent? Whatever mortal danger he did happen to put her in, uh-huh. you know, she put him in just as much or possibly more mortal danger when she took him to bed. <laughs> That's <laughs> we don't true. Know, we don't know for sure that they've ever gone to bed. I don't think they ever it's discussed. Mr. Terrific, you know, <laughs> she's she's so, gonna bed. Alan, that. you don't know what it's you don't know what it's like to date a superhero. Well, that's true, or a celebrity for exactly. that matter. Exactly, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a few. Maybe when we have a few more listeners, we can understand what that uh, that uh, celebrity life is like. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not there yet. So, anyways, but yeah, I only gave it three. I, like I said, it just it just wasn't a particularly good one to me. But I think for me, it was more some of the, like I liked a lot of the one liners. Mm. I mean, I didn't hate the episode. Like it wasn't one that I would call like a bottom feeder, but I would call right. it below average for me. I did like the viewer mail though up front. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, that that was excellent. That that, that helped this episode of Sophia's Choice, yeah. but not the episode. I, I'm never going to give a bump up to an episode of the Golden Girls because of our great of listeners our that happened to um, to chime in. So, yeah. anyway, so with that, uh, he's. You don't think he would bump it up based upon our performance? No, I don't. Really? Think, would you? Would you increase I, your I likeness of or your your appreciation of the episode? Not based on your performance. I have had a, an occasion. I usually determine in my head, and sometimes I write it down, my rating prior to us mm-hmm. having the episode. I have had a couple occasions where you two have, in one way or another, talked me up or down it brought a little a point bit. Up and say, yeah, 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 I guess um, I can get behind that. But, yeah, in general, Call like, even if you guys... Professor Cooper principle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, even if you two are on fire as far as uh, the episode goes... I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you know what? That was really a great episode because you guys are so good at your humor. I was all turned around on this subject. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, no, I, I stay true to my, uh, generally stay pretty true to my initial impression. So mm-hmm. Within a point or two. Mm-hmm. So, I'd say with that, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe comic copper. <laughs> it's hey, still, still it's a valuable pretty, metal. But. Exactly. <laughs> Even more so lately. Yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah, we sold some copper off of our, uh, off of our house. That, that little, there's a little awning that's yeah. on the mm-hmm. side of the house. That when we had the roof redone, 
that one was already a metal awning, mm-hmm. but apparently it was copper. Mm-hmm. And so we had him take that off so that it would match, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of the house. Yeah. And I took that down to like a scrap yard and got, I don't know, like a hundred bucks for it. Nice. So. Really good. And that was before the housing uh, weirdness going on. It's probably worth even more now. Yeah. So it seems like building materials yeah. are. And so, yeah, apparently there's a pretty big industry of like old rundown houses. Mm-hmm. People like sneak in and strip to the copper oh, yeah. piping and then leave it for nothing. And then the house gets sold. And it's missing all the piping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, they should know what they're getting into when you buy a house. <laughs> so take the good, you take the bad. Um, yeah, anyways. So I'm you guys, sold. go ahead. I was just going to say, I've sold copper before. I got a pretty good return from the Queen Star. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so about, about <laughs> 0.95 cents on the penny. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. About 98, 93 cents on the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> you know... I'll tell you what, fuck the banks right now, um, mm-hmm. at least PNC. I don't know if other banks are like this, but it used to be if you had an account in a bank, yeah. you could take a big sack of change in there, mm-hmm. and they had a machine. They'd stick it in and tell you how much it was and yeah. put it in your account or, yeah. or, or exchange it for dollars. Nowadays, they just hand you a stack of rolls to put it in yourself. That, oh, yeah. yeah. At least the PNC down here. Yeah. Um, so do you like short them a dime in every roll just to, <laughs> yeah, just to teach them <laughs> a lesson? <laughs> well, it's not even my change because I don't uh-huh, generally have yeah. change. And when I have had it, I've uh-huh. given it to the kids. Mm-hmm. But like Gwen has a bucket full of change yeah. that would probably take hours to go through. And I'm like, yeah. oh, is it worth just mm-hmm. giving up? What would, yeah. She might have $100 or more in change yeah, in there, right. maybe a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. So is it worth giving up 14 bucks to not go through the trouble and have yeah. Coinstar do it? or? But I don't know. Two things. Um, like, would you be pissed if you, like, did go through the trouble and you get there and you just had to watch them crack open those rolls and drop it in their machine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'd be really pissed, especially since we I got a check. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, like, secondly, I think you can buy one of those coin sorters for, like, $12, $13. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's your coin star money right there. <laughs> right. And then you get it forever. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That way, next time she has her quinceanera and gets all these quarters <laughs> yeah. and stuff. She well, and she'll only have that once here in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not start that whole debate again, though. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <Quincenera>. <laughs> well, I don't think Ski's in a you know feeling attacked at this point, so he probably doesn't feel any need gotcha. to you know yeah. to attack back. It's a rare occasion for Ski <laughs> for his claws to come out. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not the sharpest of claws since they don't come out very often, mm-hmm. but they can still be dangerous nonetheless. Yeah. All right. So you guys ready to, to jump in? Are like you guys? His, I'd like to think his claws are sheathed in those baby mittens. So he doesn't want to scratch my own face. <laughs> exactly. Or your grandson. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Life's rough. You got to learn. Yeah, to live, right, that's you know. true. How else is he going to learn? <laughs> 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 I'm going to be king of this castle to at least one person. <laughs> Somebody's going to fear me. <laughs> I love him too much. Yeah. He's precious. That's cool. Does he have a good sense of humor? So far. Cool. Well, We're so going to darn make sure. You mm-hmm. know? Exactly. So have you already been having him listen to episodes? Every single one. Good. Twice. Has, so it been, has it been five star you know he's he's not really into social media, so he hasn't got an account yet. But I'm really pushing for it. Then he's useless to us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen's a listen. That's true. That's true. Um, how are we supposed to monetize the tiger? <laughs> yeah. If people don't know how great we are, then 
or at least how all adequate we are. Baby friends. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm funny in the woods and nobody's around here. <laughs> yeah. Did you make a laugh? Exactly. <laughs> well, thankfully, if you're in the woods with yourself, you've made somebody laugh. Oh, more yeah. Than <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, all right. So we're ready to kick off? Sure. Fire away. <laughs> You seem like the one who normally wants to get through it um, okay. and I'm get sorry. home. No, it's okay. fine. I'm totally down with just bullshitting for. <laughs> I'm I'm here all night. <laughs> so, yes. Anyways, but 